Today's story coming to you from Mato Grosso, Brazil. After years of searching, anthropologists have finally found the last remaining people on Earth who have not yet started a podcast. The Teatamuso people live in western Brazil, deep in the Amazon rainforest, and as far as scientists were able to determine, these primitive, unreached people still had not managed to get a decent podcast off the ground. Social workers and government officials were finally able to get some decent recording equipment to the village after months of building trust with the tribal elders. These workers were able to learn the language of the tribe, after which they got them all caught up with the latest bingeable Netflix shows, political candidates, and fashion trends. Experts have determined that these Stone Age people finally have enough trite pop culture knowledge to create some engaging podcast content. As of today, the Teatro Muzo people have released three episodes of their new podcast. Planned future episodes will feature interviews with Hillary Clinton, Rob Lowe, and Honey Boo Boo. With the thoughts of this last group of uncontacted people on Earth now available on iTunes, we can now say with certainty that everyone on Earth finally has a podcast. This is Joel Berry, and you are listening to the Petty Prophet Podcast. Welcome. Okay, hello and welcome to the Petty Prophet Podcast, where we talk about news, culture, and politics from a Christian worldview. Um, now that everyone on Earth has a podcast, uh, there are, are a lot of podcasts out there, and uh, you're listening to this one, and I, I can't believe it, and I'm, I'm so grateful uh, to those of you who are listening, even through the, the chaos of the quarantine and the virus. Uh, there's a there's a core group of people out there who uh, tune in each time, and uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope that you're enjoying it. I hope you're getting something out of it, and uh, I, I want to continue to do my best to bring the most uh, engaging and entertaining content I can to you. So I sent out an email last week to uh, our email subscribers uh, just with a few questions about... Uh, the podcast, asking for your feedback, and I've heard back from a few of you, and I have really appreciated the feedback so far. It's been really kind and really encouraging, and uh, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to actually reply to that email and, and giving me um, pointers, telling me what you enjoy about the podcast. It's it's really going to help me. It's going to help my brothers as we take this podcast forward into the future after the virus uh, as we go on. So thank you for that. Uh, if you're interested in getting that email and uh, giving some feedback on the podcast, you can always uh, sign up on the website. It's uh, thepettyprofit.com. Um, you can enter your email there, and I would be happy to send you that uh, that little questionnaire. So, so today we're going to talk about the hero's journey. The hero's journey. And this applies to all of us. In a lot of ways, you are the hero of your own story. I am the hero of my story. But why do we tell these stories? Why is it so important? How does it apply to you? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And this kind of came out of, or was inspired by, a great conversation I had with a guy named Jay Scherer and uh, also Victoria Hansen of the Reclamation Society and the Story Geeks podcast. And if you haven't checked out the Reclamation Society, I uh, highly recommend it. They are a group of uh, faith-based storytellers and screenwriters uh, out on the West Coast, and uh, they put out some great content. If you're interested in learning about how to write short stories and uh, screenplays, um, Jay Scherer has a great YouTube channel, which I will link to. And he also made a great uh, Star Wars fan film. 
um, that uh, I also highly recommend. Um, Victoria Hansen also has a YouTube channel, which I will link to. And uh, we had a great conversation about the hero's journey. We had we talked a little bit about the differences uh, in the male hero's journey and the female hero's journey, uh, what some of the, the differences in themes are when you see a hero versus a heroine in film. Great conversation, uh, but uh, really got me thinking. I've always been a sucker for movies and video games that follow this traditional hero's journey. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the hero's journey is a storytelling structure. Um, it was you know, popularized by Joseph Campbell, who in turn uh, inspired George Lucas in Star Wars. And Star Wars follows a very uh, typical hero's journey structure. And these stories typically go something like this. It starts with an ordinary person that is pulled out of ordinary life, who then crosses a threshold into a sea of chaos and darkness and uncertainty. And in this dark place, the character must face a powerful external enemy, or sometimes an enemy within himself. But then the character rises to the occasion, defeats the enemy, and is transformed into a better person as a result. And then the hero returns home with the elixir of knowledge, wisdom, sometimes treasure. We've seen this story a million times, right? But we can't get enough of it. We see this pattern in movies like Star Wars, The Lion King, uh, The Matrix, which is one of my favorites. Uh, We see it in books like The Hobbit, Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, um, and almost every video game. (laughs) My brother-in-law dropped off a Nintendo uh, for us uh, during quarantine. It's nothing I would have paid for myself. (laughs) So thank you, Jake, for the uh, Nintendo Switch. But uh, we got uh, Breath of the Wild, a Zelda game for for this Nintendo Switch, uh, which is uh, very, very centered on that traditional hero's journey story structure. And uh, ladies, if you've ever wondered why uh, we men are addicted to these dumb video games, it's uh, this is a clue. <laughs> men are addicted to this hero's journey. We want to play out the story again and again. It never gets old for us. And the reason the hero's journey resonates so deeply is because it's a reflection of our own real-life journeys through growth and transformation. It's also an echo of the fairy tale that actually happened, the story of the death and resurrection of Jesus. This has me thinking about the place our world is in right now. In the midst of COVID-19, we've all been pulled from ordinary life into a world of chaos and uncertainty. We're all in a dungeon, and we're each being tested in unique ways. I've given some thought to how I will be different when everything returns to normal. If I'm the hero of this story, what have I learned? How have I grown? I think that's something good for all of us to think about as we prepare to uh, emerge from this dungeon into the sunlight <laughs> in in a couple weeks. What are we going to return from this journey with? What will we have learned? How have we grown? Well, I started to think about this and, you know, still have a few more weeks in this quarantine situation. So some of this may change, you know, it's a working list, but... Uh, <laughs> I think I may return from my journey with a few key items, and I'd like to share them with you. The first is a treasure, my family. I've grown in love and appreciation for my wife and my kids during this time. I've gotten to know my boys better. My girls are pure bubbly joy and confidence all the time. My wife is fun and fun-loving in the most dreary of circumstances. 
We've been forced to dwell on conflict more. We've had more time to talk things out since daily routine doesn't get in the way as much. God has reminded me just how rich I am and how worthwhile it is to sacrifice for this treasure I've been given. My interactions with my boys has given me greater confidence for our homeschooling plans next year. I'm really overall coming away from this time with a little more resolve to protect this treasure that I've been given. A little more resolve than I did before. I'm still (laughs) not the greatest dad. I'm still not the greatest husband. But this experience in the dungeon has given me a deeper sense of gratefulness for what I have in my family. The second key item is a weapon. God's word. One thing I've noticed about myself in this crisis is just how much I'm hearing from the culture all the time. Even other scared Christians when compared to the truth of God's word and conviction of his spirit. And the ratio there is pretty bad. The balance has been way off. And I've learned how messed up I can get when my spirit is hearing the whispers of the culture rather than the spirit. It's so important, so important in times like these to seek truth and to know exactly what we believe and why. I won't pretend that I've been some kind of Bible study superstar this whole time, but the sickness and confusion of the culture has definitely made me crave this truth of the scripture more. It's made me realize even more than I did before just how important this is, and I hope that I'm emerging from this time clutching the sword of the word a little more tightly than I did before. The next item is a shield, preparedness for persecution. One thing this crisis has taught us all and really taught me is just how powerful social stigma is. Social stigma is a powerful force, and I don't think the church is being really persecuted yet, but I think as Christians, we need to prepare ourselves for what real persecution will look like in the future, what it may look like. I think that when persecution and tyranny come to America, and someday it will, (laughs) if history is our guide here, I think that it will speak the moral language of Christianity, and it will use social stigma to achieve its goals. Are you prepared to have your faith in God called unloving, unjust, cruel? Are you prepared to be hated and slandered on every social media platform and news outlet? Are you prepared to stand on the truth and not be swayed? Use this time to confirm what you believe. Confirm what you will never compromise on. Draw your line in the sand. Figure out where that line is. And are you willing to give up everything for those beliefs? This crazy time has been a good kind of gut check for us all to to really hopefully make us reflect on what we believe and what we're willing to sacrifice for, how much we're willing to sacrifice for it. And the final thing, last but not least, I've come back with an elixir. DoorDash and Grubhub, now that I know I can get Chick-fil-A sauce delivered to my house whenever I want, my life will never be the same. (laughs) Oh my gosh, and neither will my my gut. Uh, Take heart, wherever you are in this journey, and whatever God is teaching you, don't leave this dungeon without a few treasures. Think about that. We'll be out in a few weeks. Make sure you come home with something. That's all I got for today. Sorry if uh, my voice has been off. I got something in the back of my throat. Hopefully I'm not getting sick. Hopefully this sound comes through okay. Uh, But I am so glad you're listening. Uh, This is Joel Berry. You're listening to the Petty Prophet Podcast. 
We will see you here in a few days with another episode of The Man Hug. Thank you for listening.